By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. Sean Mendez. You know, uh, Sean Mendez is a pretty interesting guy. We're going to talk. When I get Shelly on here. Shelly, are, are, are you with me already yet? I learned how to drive at very low speeds. What? I got kicked out of the safety class. What? If you can pick it up, I'll let you continue. Wow, it's going to be one of these days, I can tell. Shelly's not making much sense already. If you can get it up. What? 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 <laughs> God, Shelly. I mean, really? Oh, 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 is that you live? Or is it? I've been here. Oh, you have? Where you been? You were just saying weird stuff. <laughs> you were saying Out things like... 40,000 drops you have of me. I were a pony when you came oh around, you would be there to me. Take me now. <laughs> I would stop the bike and not put my feet down. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> I would stop the bike and not put my feet down. I would stop the bike and not be put my feet down. Matter of fact, oh. that, that's probably one of the most memorable episodes of the BS show when Shelly tells us about how... She learned to ride a motorcycle, but yet you couldn't quite figure out when the motorcycle started to slow down, when you come into a stop, you were supposed to put your feet out, and you didn't, and the bike just turned over. Yeah, that, that, was... that was pretty much right. <laughs> uh, that's like when you learn to drive. You know, there's Look, a... Mike Monkey. No, 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 hold it. Hold it. I have to tell this story. Okay. When I learned how to drive, I took driver's ed. Okay, I took it in summer school, so it was it was the world's best thing for summer school. Okay, because first off, we had we had three hours, maybe it was four hours, four hours every day, five days a week. It went on for like I don't know two or three weeks. And first hour was classroom. Second hour was we used to call it the stimulator. I, mean, I don't even know if they have those anymore. They had a big trailer that had like these steering wheels in it and a and a movie movie projection screen, and you you know they'd go. And matter of fact, the the running joke was the guy would say when you're driving around, he'd go check left, check right, check left again, proceed. And it was to the point where yes, he did. I remember <laughs> do you remember that? that check left, check yeah. right, check left again, proceed. Well. I was in, then we had driver's class. We, we actually went out and drove the car. So here I have this crazy, yeah, pass that part. this crazy guy who I think was like a health teacher or something like that. And his name was Mr. Salinardi. Okay. And Mr. Salinardi still had that Brooklyn accent because Mr. Salinardi was a New York transplant. And so we get in the car for the first day. And I swear this is the truth. I am not making this up. Once again, once again, if this happened today, Mr. Salinardi would no longer be employed by the Hazelwood School District. Okay? So he sits us down in the car, and he, and he stands outside the car, opens all the doors of his car. There's four of us in the car. You know, three in the back seat, one in the front seat to drive, and then he's in the, in the shotgun seat, you know? And he sit, we all sit in the car, and he opens the two front doors, the, you know, the two side, the passenger, uh, uh, passenger side doors. He goes, okay, boys. I can't do a Brooklyn accent. He says, now, he gives us, here's the rules, blah, 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 blah. And now here's the most important rule. When you're behind the wheel, when it's your turn to drive, if we're driving along, we see good-looking gal, honk the horn. And he said just like that, honk the horn. 
and you guys all wave. And if she waves back, we'll go back and pick her up. <laughs> I swear. So we were driving like it. Was it all guys in the class? Yes, it was me and three other dudes. So it was oh my goodness. Five dudes boys in the, will be boys. Five dudes in the car. Okay. So so when we were driving, obviously this didn't happen when they were on the interstate, but he would have have us drive like in subdivision. That's where we started out, because we started out in subdivisions. So so we would be driving along and he would get mad if you went past a girl, a woman, and didn't honk the horn. He said he would say what did I tell you? On day one, I said, when well, you're driving around, and he, hold on a minute. Anyway, he repeat the whole thing. When we're driving around, if we see a good-looking girl, we honk. So if you're driving, it's your responsibility. I can't honk the horn because it's not in front of me. You guys can't, you guys can't honk the horn because you're in the back seat. The guy that's sitting in the driver's seat has to honk the horn. You guys all wave. If she waves back, we go back to pick her up. You got it, boys? <laughs> so we had this one guy in our class who, and I don't know if you've heard this term before, he didn't know how to recover. So in other words, recovery is when, let's say, you're at you're, you're coming up to a, a, a T intersection. You got to go right. That's what I'm going through. You got to go recovery. right. You got to go left. Okay, so, so let's say you're going to go right. Okay, so you would turn the steering wheel. To the right, okay, and the car would start to go to the right. He would not turn the steering wheel back to the neutral position once you were getting out of the turn. Get what I'm saying? So in other words, when he would make the turn, he would just keep turning. So I don't know how many front lawns we ended up in. We, we almost hit a mailbox one day because he would just turn the wheel to the right. And when we were going around the corner, instead of turning the wheel straight as you, you know, as you clear the corner and go forward, he would just keep the wheel locked to the right. I mean, not locked to the right, but, you know, in other words, he would just continue the right turn, and we'd end up in people's front yards. Now, I don't know how it was. This is when I, back in the day, Mr. Salinardi had a extra brake pedal in front of him. Did you have that? Yes, driver- that's what right. I, okay. I took uh, driver's ed from Sears. Right, okay, so he had an extra brake pedal on the floor in front of him in the shotgun seat, and he would jam on the brakes, and we, uh-huh. we, we would be somebody's front lawn. Mr. Salinardi would have, I can't remember this guy's name, this kid's name, I should remember it. He's probably like a, you know, a professor at some university now or something like that. Anyway, he would get out of the car and see if we did any damage to the people's front yard, and if we didn't, he would just tell them to back up, and we go. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you. Oh, this is, this is my driver's head. Now, here's the bizarre part of the story. I swear this is a true story. Flash forward about 20 years. I'm the traffic reporter in Y98, okay? And I'm on with Guy Phillips and Mike Wall. And and once again, I'm the traffic reporter. So one morning, they have a guy on from Fairmont Park who was teaching – Oh. There's a couple other stories about Mr. Salinardi. We used to go to his brother's bar in North County, and he would go in and have a brewski. <laughs> he said, boys, I'm going to go in. Just just, just hang tight for a couple minutes. He'd go in and have a brewski because we could smell it on his breath when he came back out. Okay, he's drinking. He's our driver's ed teacher. He's stopping at his brother's bar at like 11 o'clock in the morning, and he's slamming down a brewski. Okay, so, okay, so let me finish the, the bizarre story. Okay, so like 20 years past, I'm working – Mornings on Y98. I'm the traffic reporter. Okay, so Guy and Mike, it's still Phillips and Wall back then. They have a special guest on from Fairmont Park, and he's teaching you how to bet. And guess what his name is? 
Salinari. Richard Salinari. So I'm on doing a traffic report in, during the interview. And I had Jake with Brad Hill around traffic. And as I get down with my, my traffic report, I said, hey, uh, a guy, Mike, can I ask your, your guest a question? And they go, yeah, go ahead. So he's listening. He's in the studio. I'm not in the studio. I'm I'm at the I'm at the traffic desk. You know, I'm, I'm at the airport. Okay, I'm getting ready to fly. So I said to him, "Are you my ex driver's ed teacher?" And there's this long pause, and he goes, "Who is this?" <laughs> and I go, "You probably don't remember me, but you were a teacher at Hazelwood High School, right?" And he goes, "Yeah." I go, "I had you for driver's ed in summer school." And Mike and Guy are like busting a gut because they can't believe this guy was my driver's ed teacher and he finally comes out and says yes i did that i was a driver's ed teacher i was a i can't remember what he was during the he was a health teacher or something i don't know what he english teacher or something like that are, are, you know a lot of the guys who were like gym teachers were also like the driver's ed people back in high yeah, school Yeah, i was just gonna say yeah, that maybe but he, i don't think he was a coach i think he was like a health teacher or something like that anyway so he was he had retired from teaching you know, and he was now now teaching you how to bet the ponies at Fairmont. How bizarre is that, huh? Did Re- it work? Well, I, I don't know. I don't take the class. I see. See, I, I'm not a better. See, there are certain things in my life, like every- oh, I that I don't think that's well, necessarily no, no. Not, not a con- not a conventional. I mean, I take risks all day long. Matter of fact, I kid every people about I, I kid people about the fact that that well, you know, well, aren't you a risk taker? I go, yeah, I take risks you wouldn't take. Like I climb off the side of buildings in Las Vegas at 350 feet. I run a company where every day could be my last day in business. You know, yes, I take risks. You don't. You got a job where you got a nice 401k. You got this. You got that. You got healthcare. I got none of that. You know, and they'll go like, so, so, uh, I don't, you know, the whole thing, I know people now that admit to me, people that I know that, well, you know, I bet on the NFL and I, some of them shock me and a fair number of women. I mean, do you know your women friends? Do you have women friends that talk about betting? No, I well, do not. God, I, I've had women, I've had all sorts of women tell me, and it's interesting because if you watch, if you listen to some of these betting shows, they talk about the women are the fastest growing segment in the, in the sports betting industry. That for years, it used to be nothing but men, especially betting on sports, especially on sports. If you went to the sports book places in Las Vegas, there was hardly any ever, you know, women sitting there. Hold on a minute. It was almost all men, almost all men. And now, supposedly, it's changed. There's a lot of women who get into sports betting. And, you know, I guess that's, you know, a lot of women get into NFL, Not a, a lot of women that are into Major League Baseball, tons of women into soccer. I mean, I think part because of the fact that that's the soccer mom deal. You know what I mean? The soccer uh-huh. the soccer moms grow up. They t- have their kids play soccer. Then, you know, and then they they they, they go to, they want to go to the, the, the soccer, you know, the stadium, which doesn't have any electricity yet <laughs> which to, and it's, it used to be called centene but now he's even it's, it's not even centene anymore it's the it's the unknown soccer stadium god there's a whole bizarre story about that have you read this about what's going on with that no the naming rights were supposed to be like 25 year and it was one of the richest naming rights deals in history of sports in any sport and then centene pulled out of it now apparently the deal is if you read between the lines the guy who used to run centene for a long time retired and he was like, I think he was in his eighties. He retired, I think, earlier this year. And then, like a month later, he died. What do I always say, Shelley? Yes, 
Freya, that we know what you always say. But Re- tell everybody else. Retirement is the number one cause of death in the United States. If that guy hadn't retired, he'd still be alive today. But no, he retired, and a month later he died. I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. His wife called me up and said, you know, I've heard you on the air before talking about this. I told my husband not to retire, and he retired, and a month later he was dead. I go, he didn't listen to me, did he? She goes, no, he didn't. All you people out there, all you, especially you school teachers, my, 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 hold on, I'm getting the text already. Somebody's already. <laughs> You're funny. I know this is going to be, somebody's going like, stop with the retirement stuff. I hate my stupid thing on my phone. I put in my passcode. Apparently I have to put it in slowly, slowly, because if I do it fast, it won't do it. Okay. That's what she said. Mike Otten. Yes, Mike Otten reminds me that the Powerball tonight is $1.2 billion. Billion dollars. You can become, well, actually you can't. You know what? To me, that's the, you know what's sort of funny about to me about the the, about the whole the, the gaming thing, the Powerball thing, the lottery thing? What? It's a scam. How do you figure? It's, Tell that to the bazillion people that have won millions. It's a scam. Okay? It's okay. a scam. Okay. Because you don't think it's going to the schools? No, 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 no. I'll tell you why it's a scam next break. And and when I tell you this, you will you will you will go. You know what, Brad? You're right, because you never yeah, say that. Yeah, because that's what I always say. Yeah, you just never say that. Just like I, you know what? Here's the thing. I there there are times like for example, there are times when I respect the the what do you call it? Self governance of Shelley. Self control. Self self you know self awareness. We were at the St. Louis, St. Louis Small Business Expo, and this guy came up and talked to us and insulted Shelly, and I had to grab her from going across the table to give this guy a throat punch. I mean, she was going to you know, do what she, what she was going to do to me on Facebook. She was going to do this guy. And I said, Shelly, use some self-control. And you looked at me, you go, Brad, you're right. I just, I lost control. That's exactly not how it happened, <laughs> but okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> Okay, up next, I'll tell you why the lottery is a scam, right? Okay, it's 6.30. It is BS.show. It is Wednesday morning. What day is it, Shelly? Hump day. Oh, it's her favorite day. Okay, here's why the lottery is a scam, okay? Okay. I bring to you as evidence of why I say the lottery is a scam. Federal Rule 12 CSR, CFR Part 1026, okay? You're familiar with this, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. This is Federal Rule 12 CFR Part 1026, known by most people as, and I'm not kidding, Regulation Z, as in zebra, as in Zulu. Regulation Zulu, okay? The regulation covers topics such as annual percentage rates, credit card disclosures, periodic statements, mortgage loans disclosures, okay, as a radio station owner. Are, and you as a, as a person dealing with clients, if we have a client who comes on the air and says, hey, you can buy this car for only $400 down, per Regulation Z, we have to give all the other crap. We have to give the APR. We have to give the periodic statement. We have to give how many payments. We have to give toll deferred price, blah, 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 blah. Okay? In radio, it ruins the commercial. I'll give you another example, and then I'm going to tell you why the lottery is a scam, okay? 
and okay. and why it's run by the government. Uh, how they can when when it's you and me doing things, the government tells us you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to jump through this hole, hoop, you got to do this, you got to do that. What it's the government running it? They don't do anything like that. Okay, here's here's example number two. There is an ad running. It's a national ad, and believe it or not, from time to time, I do listen to ESPN 101. Okay. Not all the time, but matter of fact, uh, on Sunday, typically if I'm out and about, I'll like punch up is uh, Z or, or ESPN 101 and listen to one of the games that's on this time of the year, one of the NFL games, you know. And they have an ad, and this is this is how dumb I am when it comes to stuff like this. I don't know if it's for FanDuel or it's for DraftKings. It's one of those two companies, okay? And it's a 60 second ad, and it's is a national ad, so this is going on all over the country, okay? It's a 60-second ad, and literally, it's 15 seconds worth of what they're talking about. And the four, the rest of the 45-second ad, I I recorded it once and timed it out. I thought to myself, okay, this can't be what I'm hearing. It's 15 seconds ad, and it's 45 seconds disclaimer. Where the guy talks like that, and he's giving all the phone numbers for all the bets, you know, the bet helplines in the country. In in Arizona, call one eight hundred. Like bets off. Exactly. In 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 Louisiana, yeah. call one eight hundred. Blah 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 blah. In in New York, call one one eight eight eight. You know, don't don't be a stupid better. You know, I mean, it's stuff like that. Okay, so are you still saying why? Was he going to make his point where the lottery is a scam? Actually, that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, they're saying it's one point two million dollars, but you don't get one point two million dollars if you say, hey. I want my money now. You get like half of that because the way the lottery is set up is that if you get the whole $1.2 million, it's like, matter of fact, we used to have a joke. It was like the lottery, you know, the million dollar lottery is you get a dollar a year for a million years. Okay. So Uh the regular lottery is if you get the whole $1.2 million, you get like a portion of that 1.2 million they make payments to you for like over 30 years okay if you're like 50 or 60 or 70 you're gonna go i don't want i'm not gonna be around in 30 years just pay me my money right now so they never talk about you know you never hear in the ads is the ads like hey hey powerball's up to 1.2 billion go buy your ticket right now go buy your ticket right now okay they're the government because they're running the powerball it's their deal okay it's a, like a course consortium of all these states, but yet they don't come out at the end and go, well, we're not actually going to give you $1.2 billion. If you want a check, you're only going to get a check for $552 million, and we're going to keep the rest, and we're not giving it to you. I don't have a problem with that. You don't have a problem with that with them blatantly saying it's $1.2 billion, but yet you don't get $1.2 billion? If, if, if What do you get? What, what, the, the cash what, payout. What, what are they going to get? It's a fraction of that. It's like half. If you won that $1.2 billion tonight, Shelly, tomorrow, and you say, if you go down to Jefferson so City. So you think that $500 million is, or what is it, $5.1 million? Okay, let me give you an example. Isn't okay? enough? Let me give you an example, okay? There's a car dealer that's advertising on our station. I'm just, this is hypothetical. And he says, hey, Come in and register to win this new car, and you like, and he, he like he says, go online and take a look at this brand new car. It's brand new. It's got every option. It's got air conditioning, heated seats, heated steering wheel. It's beautiful. You'll love this car. Okay, so you go and you go register to win, 
and they pull your name and you win the car. So you show up to take delivery of the car. When you get there, there's two construction guys standing there. And the one construction guy is standing there with his hard hat on, with his vest. And the other guy's got his hard hat on the vest. And they both have, they both have, have um, saws in their hands. And, and they go, okay, what are these guys doing? Well, you don't get the whole car. You only get half the car. And the two guys start car, sawing the car in half, you know, with their, with their sawzalls. And uh-huh. you go, whoa, 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 you, you're, you're, te- you're cutting the car in half. I don't want a half a car. I want the whole car. And and the, the guy from the car dealer says, well, if you want the whole Semantics. car, if you want the whole car, it's, it's you have to pay us $10,000. I go, but you said I won a car. Yes, but you only want half the car. Read the fine print. Half The fine print is if you win the car and you take a delivery of it immediately, you only get half the car. You don't get the whole car. You get half the car. So what do you have to do to get all the money? <laughs> you don't. They they don't give you all the money. Well, the majority of it. What do you do with no, it? How do you get it? You don't. They don't give it to you. You get like half. Hold on a minute. Let me see if I can find the number. There's every time, because you can find this number. They say, let me find it. It's a Powerball, Powerball, jackpot. Let me see if there's uh, cash payout let me see if, if it gives me that cash p-a-y-o-u-t see if it gives me a definition of that um okay powerball here we go this is a, a website called called us mega.com and it says powerball jackpot analysis okay uh the tax information provided here is based on 2022 federal marginal rates and state taxes. We show both the initial mandated federal withholding of 24% as well as the remaining federal tax that will be due. The initial state withholding taxes are based on published guidance from each state lottery, and the final state taxes are from the state government publications. All annuity amounts shown are average amounts a jackpot winner would receive. Powerball annuity payments are made on an annually increasing rate schedule. <clears throat> Once again, another scan. Annual increasing rate schedule. So in other words... They don't pay, you know, they, like if you win a million dollars, they don't divide it by, by 30 and you get like, you know, three or whatever it would be. Like, you know, you, they, they, they start, yeah, well, first year you're going to get a dollar. Second year you're going to get two dollars. Third year you're going to get three dollars. And by the time you get the year 29, that's when you get the 1.2 billion. Okay, so to see what the payments are. Okay, uh, okay, they have it right here. Powerball jackpot for Wednesday, November 2nd. The annuity is 1.2 billion. Cash price, take a guess. If you say, I want the cash, guess what? how much cash you get? Um, take I a, don't know. I want the cash. Tell me. $596 million. So in other words, it's about half. Matter of fact, it's less than half. Oh, for crying out loud, Brad, it's $500 million. But it's a scam. It's a million billion dollars. No, it's not a scam. Go back to my... It's just like the tax people. It's just like the IRS. Go back to my car dealer analogy, okay? You just won a brand new $100,000, let's say you just won a brand new $100,000 BMW, okay? You entered the contest. You show up to collect your, your brand new BMW, and there's two guys with hat with Sawzall, and the dealer says to you, well, you know, you only get half the car if you want to take the car right now. If you want the whole car, you have to pay us another $20,000. You go, well, that wasn't the deal. I want my car. And the dealer goes, hey, guys, go go to it. And they cut the car in half. And it says, which, which half do you want, the front or the back half? It's a scam. 
And not once on the, on the lottery commercials do they say, actual payouts, only $570 million. Have you ever heard that in a commercial? And now, if you take the annuity, here's the annuity. Uh, it breaks down, you get at 30 average payments of, 30 average annual payments of $40 million. Minus, minus uh, 24% federal tax, which is $9.6 million. Additional federal taxes due 37% final rate. So in other words, you get, and get this, if you take the 30 annual, 30 average annual payments, it's $40 million. But by the time they take out all the taxes and stuff like that, it's $25.237 million. Okay, now get this. If you do take the the cash jackpot, $1.2 billion, it's $596, or $596 million, okay? Minus... 24% federal tax, which is $143 million, minus additional state taxes, $77 million. So if you get the $1.2 billion Powerball lottery tonight, and you say, you show up at the Jefferson City and you say, I want my check, they give you a check for $375 million. You get a, you get essentially, you get less than one-third of the amount of money that they were advertising. So... They're advertising. But it's still a crap ton of money. But once again, okay, let's 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 say it was ten thousand dollars. Okay, ten thousand dollars, and they say, hey, you, our jackpot's ten thousand dollars, and you say, okay, fine, I want my. T-. Well, actually, if you wanted, we were going to pay you a thousand dollars a year for ten years. But if you want all your ten thousand dollars, let me think. Yeah, minus this tax, minus this, carry the one. You know, move the decimal <laughs> point. You get, you not, get, not. you get. $32 right now. Well, but it was $10,000 jackpot. Oh, but after everything, you get $32. Uh, do you want it? Do you want it as three tens and a couple of twos? Or do you want it as six fives and a couple of twos? Or, 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 or if you really want to get fancy, we'll give it to you as a, as a 20, a 10, and a $2 bill. Whoa, a $2 bill. Which one do you want? Okay. <laughs> You're exhausting. <laughs> No, I'm not exhausting. I'm being honest. Totally. They're not being truthful. It's they're not. There's a lot of people that aren't. Truthful. But this Look is the government. This is the government. There's they're the ones that make you know. Once again, they're the ones that take a 60 second commercial for FanDuel and turn it into 15 seconds of content and 45 seconds of disclaimer because those are the rules. You have to give you know. And once again, I have to tell you something. I know people who have gambling addictions. I do. I know people. And I said to one of them one time, I said, have you ever called that 1-800-BETS-OFF line? They go, are you kidding? I'd never do that. Why? You don't do it. Oh, because I still want to continue to gamble. No, because, yeah, because then you get locked out of the casinos. Do you? Oh, yeah, yeah, you get locked out. Didn't you know that? I did not. Yeah, we'll talk about the next break. 649. It's the BS show, and that is non-dollar sign Kesha. You know what that means, don't you? You know what that significance that is? Shelly's not there. Once upon yes, a, she is. Once upon a so, time. Go ahead. No, you go. No, what's the significance of me calling her non-dollar sign Kesha? Because she changed her name. She did. <laughs> she used to be Kesha, and the S was a dollar sign, and now she's not a dollar sign anymore. I, You know, when you go to get a driver's license, can you imagine? Okay, what's your name? It's Kesha. That's spelled K-E dollar sign H-A. What? K-E dollar sign H-A? We can't have that in your driver's license. Oh, that's my name. It's K-E dollar sign H-A. 
Well, the computer won't take that. I don't care. That's my name. <laughs> okay. I, I agree with her. That <laughs> you should have that if that's your name. See that that's the interesting aspect of that is that like you know you get all these people that have like you know like Kanye West is now yay y e okay why can't you have if you have to have you know symbols and crap like that in your online you know password account you know they make you like you know, but you know your password make sure you include you know one uppercase letter one number and one you know symbol special character you know, one special character okay why can't you have a special character in your name why can't I be B R A you know dollar sign and I, and I, instead of being Brad I would be Bras. Oh, maybe I, you know, hold on. Maybe. <laughs> I got something there. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> I'd be bras. Yeah. Okay. You are a funny man, Brad Hildebrand. <laughs> okay. I looked this up. We talked about this. If okay. you want to, if you want to find this, this is right here on the Missouri Gaming Commission. As a matter of fact, it is mgc.dps.mo.gov. Only the government has those crazy URLs that nobody can find. Okay, MGC Missouri Gaming Commission. DPS. That's Department of Public Service. Mo.gov, and it's called How Do I Get on the Problem Gaming List? Okay, they have what they call a problem gaming list, and you can self exclude yourself. A person may sign up at any time at our Missouri Gaming Commission offices for lifetime exclusion with the option for removal from the pro- problem gaming list, PGL, in five years. So in other words, if you sign up, you can't, you're can't. you banned for five years, and you can go back after five years and say, okay, I've learned my lesson, take me off the list. Okay, you can apply at Disassociated Persons Online or visit one of our offices located at each licensed Missouri casino property and fill out an application for placement on the problem gaming list, okay? But... If you call, like, the 1-800-BETS-OFF, they put you on that list. So well, how do they know it's you besides well, a little card? First off, they don't send you direct mail anymore. When you get on the problem problem gaming list, the casinos have to take you off their direct mail list. If, if you get direct mail stuff, do you get direct mail from the casinos? I do not. Okay. But if you do get direct mail from the casinos, the casinos have to take you off. Secondly, supposedly, they have pictures of you when you when you when you i don't know exactly how this works matter of fact maybe we could call, talk to a, a you know casino person and actually ask him how this works you know who we could talk to who shannon norman's husband but he wouldn't talk to us why but, well because i don't think he can that's true you know because you know what he does don't you i do he's a state trooper at at i think at the, at uh, at because at uh, what whatever what's the place the casino, in casino ameristar ameristar yeah is he, he's he's the he's the and people don't know that either by missouri law each casino when it's open has to have a state trooper on duty at the casino and they're not dressed as like the state troopers with you know with the mounty hats and stuff like that they're just dressed as like joe dude with a suit you know what i mean Joe but, Dude with a suit. Yeah, yeah. There's a song. <laughs> Joe D. <laughs> that, that was a ZZ Top, ZZ Top song. Joe mm-hmm. Dude, Joe Zoot with a suit. Blah, 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 blah. You don't remember that? It was a big hit for them. I remember that. And uh, no, never mind. So, you know what? That's something I, I'll find out. Let me see if I can find a casino person to talk to. If, you, if you're on the list, how do they keep you out? That is an interesting question. I mean, seriously, do they... I think it's, well, I'm sure it has something to do with your card, but like if we went to a Maristar. Oh, hey, hey, carry it over because we gotta go, we gotta go six fifty nine. We'll okay. carry it over next hour, okay? Six fifty nine, and we're doing the early morning talking. That's what we're doing right now. It's BS show seven oh six. 
Now, what were we saying for last hour? You know, we got we have we have this computer system. If I don't take the break at right the right time, it it grabs me, and I like where it grabs me. So, what were you saying, Shelley? I was saying, Brand, you're the smartest guy in the world. Really? Actually, I was saying that, <laughs> but it wasn't today. Okay. No, what were you saying left from last hour? I I honestly can't remember. <laughs> it was important. You brought it up. You can't remember? No. Hard to believe that we're less than a week away from the election. You know, yesterday was a week. Today, we're, well, technically, I guess six days today. Um, boy, some of these elections have gotten nasty. They have. I hate when they do that. Oh, my God. I specifically don't vote for the person that's being nasty. Really? Seriously? Yes. Well, you yes. voted, you voted for, for Joe Biden, didn't you? Really? <laughs> No. You know, you know, when you think about it, wouldn't it be fun to have a rematch in 2024 with Joe Biden and, and, and Donald Trump? I'm telling you, that would be – nobody would get any work done for, like, the year leading up to that election because everybody would have so much fun with all the crazy crap that go on between those two. Don't you think? I mean, it would – I do. It would – every day, it would be an S show every day. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, God. You know, and, and to the point where every day now you hear, well, Donald Trump's, Trump's being sued by so-and-so, and yesterday he was sued by so-and-so, and tomorrow he's going to be sued by so-and-so. And, you know, and talking about and all this weird political stuff, the Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi thing with her husband, that's turned into a really bizarre story. I mean, because because all this stuff's coming out from the reports of the police officers, you know, now there's, and, and what's interesting is, I actually heard one of these things where, where in the press conference, I you know I heard it. I go like, huh? They talked about you know supposedly this guy broke into uh, Nancy Pelosi's house where their husband was at, Paul Pelosi, which is just shameful. Why, right? And supposedly they were like they were you know he was getting hit hit by a hammer. Okay, there's a police report that says when the police got there, somebody else opened the door. So there was supposedly a third person there. But yet, now they're not saying anything about that. And then there's another police report that says the two guys, this weirdo and Paul Pelosi, each had hammers, and they're trying to hit each other with a hammer. Okay, now hold on a minute now. What? <laughs> there's two guys. What color was her hair? <laughs> I mean, I mean. Blonde. No, I mean, it's ginger, like. No, it's, it's like. It's like, what? And what's interesting is this is not like. This is not crazy, weird, you know, strange. Uh, you know, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Jones, the the, the guy who is who who's got who did all the the, the bad stuff about the about the Sandy Hook. Uh, who's who's the guy's name? Um, the the guy uh, Infowars. Alex Jones. This is not Alex Jones stuff. This is police reports. And what's interesting is there's people who are going like, okay, explain to me this story. Blah 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 blah. Explain to me how someone answered the door, but it wasn't Paul Pelosi. It wasn't. I saw. I thought he was at home by himself, and it's just weird stuff, you know. And not only that, it's to the point where now they're saying, and and here here's one, here's one that's that's really interesting. Okay, now the Democrats are saying, well, it's the guy's a Republican. He's a Republican, and and we would never say anything bad about about you know the Republicans are the one that would like to see Nancy Pelosi have someone attack her. Okay, do you remember? And not too many people remember this story. 
You know who Rand Paul is? He's a senator from Kentucky. I do. Okay? I've never met him, but yes. He's a doctor. He's actually a doctor, okay? Yes. Do you remember this bizarre story about the fight he had with his neighbor? You know you know this story? I think I, I don't remember the whole thing, but I, I think I remember bits and parts, yes. He was cutting his grass at his house or doing some kind of yard work. And his next-door neighbor, who is also a doctor, which is even more bizarre, I think ran up behind him and tackled him and attacked him and started beating him up. And Rand Paul almost died. Rand Paul had like four broken ribs, had a punctured lung, had all sorts of crazy problems with him, okay? So, and, and, his, and, and his, Repub- his next-door neighbor was a Democrat. Rand Paul is a Republican, okay? And... And 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 because the reason this has come up again is because people are now saying, oh, you know, people are saying, you know, uh, people are saying uh, the Democrats are saying, look at all the nasty things that the Republicans are saying about I mean, Nancy Pelosi's husband being beat up by this guy with a hammer. We would never do that. So Rand Paul comes out, I guess it was today's Wednesday, comes out Monday, tells the story about how Nancy Pelosi's daughter went on TV and said, you know, we need Rand Paul needs to be attacked again. He almost died, and she, Nancy Pelosi's daughter. This is a couple years ago. Went on TV and said, "Yes, Rand Paul is a terrible person. He needs to be attacked again by his neighbor." I mean, how bizarre is that? Wow. I mean, it's like all sorts of crazy stuff. Okay, it is. So you can't remember what we were talking about from last hour, huh? No. Here's my stupid phone again. God, Do I you remember? This. No, I can't remember what it was. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay, talking about dirty tricks election stuff. Okay, one of the hottest races that people are following, there's two races that in Georgia. One of them's for the Senate seat, which is uh, Herschel Walker, who's a former, uh, you know, standout star at Georgia, what, Georgia University, whatever it is down in, in Georgia. And that makes sense, doesn't it? And then he was in the NFL. Okay. <laughs> That's where the devil went. Now, once again, he's a black dude, and the guy he's running against is a guy by the name of, I can't remember his name, his last name is Warnock. And he is the guy, he is also a black dude, and he is a preacher guy. He's a reverend, whatever you call it. And his claim to fame is he has taken over the church that Dr. Martin Luther King used to be at in, 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 in Atlanta, okay? So, and what's sort of interesting about this, Is Warnock, that okay? Well, no, no, I don't know. I guess it's okay. I mean, you know, it's not my choice. I mean, he, you know, he's the, he's the guy who's the head dude at this church. Okay, and this is, and you may have said this is this a black man? Yeah, they're both black. They're both black guys. Oh, okay. okay. So they're going after yet left and right, and you know, and they're ones calling the other. You know, Herschel Walker is calling him. You know, Rach. Uh, you know, Warnock. They're not like using the N word and stuff, are no, they? No, it hasn't gotten that far. But they're because I would disassociate myself with both of them. Well, if they did. but there's all sorts of crazy stuff that's come out about it. I'm thinking to myself, okay, like. Like Doc or Mr. Warnock, Reverend Warnock, whatever it is, Reverend Warnock, he's still the minister, he's still the head minister for this church. Okay, uh huh. He gets a housing allowance every month for the church. You know what his housing allowance is? Two hundred. I don't know, hundred thousand. No, every month. Oh, okay. Uh, ten thousand. Well, close. He gets seven thousand dollars a month housing allowance. Okay. What kind of a house could you live Not in for? <laughs> I'm gonna say, what kind of a house could you live in if somebody gave you seven? Hey, Shelly and David Barr, we're gonna give you seven thousand dollars a month. Pick out your house, and oh, 
Really? Yeah, you can have any house you want as long as it doesn't cost more than $7,000 a month. That would be, you know, like including the house payment and including, you know, maintenance and utilities and stuff like that. What kind of a nice house could you live in for $7,000 a month? Let's say the payment was $5,000 a month. You'd still have two grand left over for, you know, for paying utilities and having somebody cut the grass and stuff like that, right? Seven grand a month. I mean, a holy cow, a year, that's what? Seven times 10 would be 70,000 times. It's what, $84,000 a year? Yes. Not too shabby, okay? So the other race is, is Stacey Abrams and this Brian Kemp guy, who is the current governor. And what's interesting, this is a rematch from 2018. These two ran against each other in 2018, and Brian Kemp won. And what's interesting about this is, He's the target of a lot of people's ire because at the time he was the Secretary of State in Georgia. And like in our state, the Secretary of State is the guy who is in charge of the elections. In our state, the Secretary of State guy is the guy that runs the elections, and it's the same in Georgia, okay? So they're claiming that, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the Democrats are claiming that Brian Kemp, he was in charge of the election, so he fudged the vote. He, he, Stacey Abrams should have won. And what's crazy about this is, remember they put these new laws into effect that, that everybody went nuts over? And this is why they moved the, I don't know if you know those crazy story. this is why they moved the All-Star game from Atlanta to Denver. Remember this why? crazy? Because, because they said Georgia was a presidential state and it was against black people and they wouldn't let black people vote, okay? They changed the laws in Georgia. And what's interesting about it is there's all sorts of crazy stuff. I don't want to get too political with this. But what's interesting about this is... Uh, too late, no, buddy. No, the current laws in Georgia, the current voting laws in Georgia are much easier than in guess what other state, which would be significant to mention. Delaware where the president lives. It's tougher to vote in Delaware than it is in Georgia. But yet the president's on the case, oh, Georgia's terrible. They won't let black people vote. Okay, whatever. Okay, so <laughs> there was a debate last night, or was it Monday night, between Stacey Abrams, who is black, and Brian Kemp, who is white. She says, and she says, she says, as a matter of fact, let me see if I can find her quote. Uh, she has suggested that the, the, the Sheriff's Association, the Georgia Sheriff's Association, has come out supporting Governor Brian Kemp. He's a Republican. And they're angry at Stacey Abrams. The sheriffs are angry at Stacey Abrams because she called them good old boys who target, Afri- who target African Americans. And her quote is, I'm not a member of the good old boys club, so I know I don't have 107 sheriffs who want to be able to take black people off the streets, want to be able to do go without accountability. So she's calling the sheriffs good old boys, and she's saying they want to take black people off the streets. Guess what? The sheriffs aren't happy. If you were a sheriff, would you be happy? No. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself. Not at all, actually. Oh, well, how, how in the world can anybody nowadays say that... You know, I guess in the southern states, I don't know, is good old boy, is that a pejorative term? I mean, if, someone's, if, some, if someone called you a good old girl, would you say, well, thank you? Or would you say, I'm going to punch you? Or would you say, I'm going to throat no, punch you? I only you? say that to you, Brad. <laughs> but would you be insulted, insulted if somebody called you a good old girl? No. Okay, if, you're, if someone came up to your husband and says, hey, your husband's a good old boy, would you be insulted that they called your husband a good old boy? No, because he is a good old boy. Well, <laughs> I guess you could say. But I'm going like, now I know the connotation that, quote unquote, good old boys 
is like, you know, if you say like, well, they wouldn't let me do it because the good old boys got together and prevented me from getting, you know, a liquor license or whatever the deal is. You know what I'm saying? God, this has gotten so weird, you know, with all the election stuff and they're, you know, throwing stuff back and forth at each other. And the, the, the rates that I find fascinating is this lady from Arizona, this Carrie Lake. Oh, my God, is she good. She's a former news anchor who got fired. Do you know this weird story? I do not. She claimed she got fired because, quote, she was too old and she was not as pretty as she used to be. That's what she claims. Well, that's happens frequently, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. You know, and what what think about that for a minute. That is unfair on our society because you see these old codger dudes who are still on TV and they're like with the young chicky dude. You know what I mean? Like she's twenty five, they're eighty five. Well, let's check in with, with, you know, Juanita Smith. And, oh, hi, thank you so much. You know, she's like this young, vibrant gal. And the old guy's like, hey, he's in his walker, and he's still on TV. And I've heard women in the industry, in the TV industry, complain about that. That when a man gets old and he gets ugly, let's be honest with you, some of these guys on TV, you know, as they, as they age, don't age well. The women, they don't let them on TV anymore. They're gone. Bye, see you. Right. And then if you're like Don Marsh, you get in trouble for saying that, that Karen Foss looks great. That's how he lost his job at, at KWMU at St. Louis Public Radio. Which was ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> so much for Stacey Abrams. I mean, the interesting thing about that is, is if you ever heard her talk. Who? Stacey Abrams. No. She is good, man. She is slick. She is, she's so she's good. She's not that one with that uh, campaign creative, is she? No, no, she's the one. And You know who I'm talking about? Well, she has the Michael Strahan look. You know what the Michael Strahan look is? No. She's got the gap in her front teeth. Oh, okay. That's a thing now. Yeah, I mean, well, that Michael Strahan, because it used to be that, you you know, you didn't have, you know, you weren't anything if you had, who, who was the one model? There was the one model who had the, had the gap in her front teeth, and she had, and she used to have like a, like some kind of a crown or something like that she'd put on the cover up. You know what I heard the other day? I heard this what? bizarre story about Cary Grant. And they, what? Well, Archibald Lee? Yes. And the guy was giving the history, history of Cary Grant, that Cary Grant grew up in a very, uh, you know, in a very, you know, not so, um, his family was poor, okay? okay? And the story was that as a kid, he got one of his, like when he was like six or seven years old, he got one of his front teeth knocked out. And he had this, he's had this gaping, you know, hole in his, in his, t- you know, dental work in the front because he had his teeth knocked out and his parents couldn't afford to take him to the dentist and get like the tooth repaired or put back in or something like that. So he had this gaping hole in his mouth. Okay. And as he grew older, as he matured, naturally his teeth grew together and covered up the, 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 the where the missing tooth was it like his teeth grew, grew together and, and covered up the missing tooth. And they said it narrowed his jaw and narrowed his smile, which gave him the unique Cary Grant smile because he had a smile that was unique. They talked about he's got this unique smile because he would smile. You know, in the movies, he'd smile. That was the Cary Grant smile. And they said that if he wouldn't have had that tooth knocked out, his smile wouldn't have been as good. I'm going like, how's that happening? You know, I mean, (laughs) you know, how do you lose a tooth? And it turns out making you more handsome. Get what I'm saying? Hello? 
So losing a tooth makes you more handsome? Well, with him they did. They said because his, his teeth grew together. That's what this this guy was a biographer character. I don't even know what I was listening to. I was listening to they were talking about they're talking about various movie stars. And they go, hey, you know, Cary Grant. There's an interesting story about Cary Grant because of the fact that he was poor, his family was poor, and that ended up helping him with a smile. We'll be back in 30 seconds to tell you that story. And the guy comes back. Yes, here's the story of Cary Grant. He got he got hit in the mouth with something. He was playing ball or something like that, or fell down, or I can't remember what it was, and knocked a one tooth out. And his parents couldn't afford to have it fixed. So and his, and he went through life as a kid missing a tooth. Well, the Stacey Abrams has the, the tooth gap thing. And I'm not making fun of it. It's just one of those things. Mac, Michael Strahan laughs about it. He talks about, you know, the fact he's got the gap in his teeth. And it does. And I can't. Who was the model? Did somebody text me that? Let me see if somebody texted me that. Who was the model? Um, almost everyone in the era of Cary Grant grew up poor. Uh, also, the smartest woman in the world says Cary Lake is a weirdo. <laughs> she doesn't like Carrie Lake. Okay, so smartest woman in the world. Who's the actress that had the gap in her teeth? And she's a blonde. I can see her right now in my mind's eye. And she had this gap in her teeth. And she she had like a little thing she stuck in there for a long time. And then she got tired of doing that. She's I'm just going to show her my real smile. And she had, and everybody go, oh my God, she looks even better with the gap in her teeth. No? You know who that is? I do not. Okay, here we go. I bet you with the magical... See, this is why you shouldn't go to college, couldn't go to school anymore. You can learn anything you want on the internet. Model... Here we go. Model with tooth gap. Let's see what happens. Model with... W-I-T-H with tooth. If I can spell her. G-A-P. Ah. Nine, oh, it shows nine of them. Oh, here we go. This is from 2013. <laughs> this is from the Huffington Post. Nine gap tooth models that inspire us to embrace our quirks. Okay? Here, let me read this story. Here's the nine of them. Uh, <coughs> hold on a minute. Georgia Mae Jagger. Do you know who she is? She's, she's the daughter of, of Mick Jagger. She's number one. Lily Aldridge. You know who Lily Aldridge is? She's a Victoria's Secrets. Laura Stone has the tooth gap. Uh, Vanessa Paradise, P-A-R-A-D-I-S, I guess that's Paradise. Uh, Lindsay Wixon, you know who she is? I don't even know who these people are. Here it is, Lauren Hutton. That's the lady. You know who Lauren Hutton is? I do not. Oh, you know who Lauren Hutton is. What did she do? Um, you get this, when Tyra Banks sent a top model contestant to surgically widen the gap in her teeth in order to more, more closely resemble Hutton, we knew the iconic model, model had left an, an indelible mark in the industry's quest for the perfection. As a young model in the 70s, Hutton used mortician's wax, here it is, to cover up the gap and please employers like Revlon, lucky for us, she became a modeling powerhouse and was able to embrace her unconventional smile, gap teeth and all. It became, it's quite becoming fashionable now, isn't it? 45 years later, she joked at Harper's Bazaar. I do remember that. She was using mortician's wax to cover up the gap in her teeth. You got to know who Lauren Hutton is. She was all sorts. She was always, she was on the front page of every magazine. You know, she's on the front cover. Here's another one. Abby Lee Kershaw, uh, Jessica Hart, uh, Ashley Smith, and Cindy, Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford? No, Cindy Crawford is not. She does, kind of. No, maybe one point in time she did. Anyway, but it's Lauren Hutton. You, come on, you don't know who Lauren Hutton is? 
No, I know who Cindy Crawford is. Look up Lauren Hutton. You'll know her face right away when you see her. Okay. And and that I remember reading that story that, that she was at first embarrassed by the gap in her teeth. Um, she's also uh, she uh, also an Estee Lauder model when she was older. That was that was Lauren Hutton, and she had the tooth gap. And see, once again, see to me, if if I had a tooth gap, that would be like my calling card. You know, if I called up somebody and said, hey, hey, I met you the other night. I don't remember. I'm the guy with the tooth gap. Oh, I do remember you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's one of those things. You know, I, I, I call up people all the time. Hey, I met you the other night. Oh, I don't remember you. I'm the guy who only has one eye. Oh, I do remember you. That's what you're known by? <laughs> Never mind. Oh, oh, you're the guy that does that gel with that Shelly Bar. Oh, Shelly Bar. We love Shelly Bar. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure that's just what they say. I'm her sidekick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My partner in crime. <laughs> right, okay. Who's... Stuff, the gauntlet was thrown and stuff was going to go down at that SBM, buddy. <laughs> Who was going to punch that guy out yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> And I grabbed hold of your arm and I'm like, Brad. No, no. You were going to punch the guy. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Shelly is one of those people that can go zero to super PO'd in like 2.6 seconds. Right? I am. Especially <laughs> when people do the same thing over and over again, knowing it makes me mad. Yes, 727. You know, you don't hear some of the stuff that guns up behind the scenes here at the uh, BS.show. I started playing that song, and Shelly said, Oh my God. That's Post Malone. I love Post Malone, but not as much since he got his teeth fixed. I loved it when he had that bling on his teeth. <laughs> right? It was not attractive. <laughs> Shelly, when, when we first got sort of popular, Shelly would always say, he needs to get his teeth fixed. And then, we, and then we find out that his teeth are okay. It's just, what was it, covered in gold? Was that what it was? No, it was diamonds and. But it had gold in too. Didn't it have diamonds yeah, it and had gold? Yeah, gold and diamonds. Yeah, he had his teeth. He had his teeth like enameled with gold and diamonds. Okay, first off, wouldn't that be rough? Like if you run, I your, would think if you so, run but... your tongue across that, wouldn't it be like take your tongue off? It would be like that'd be like rubbing your tongue on sandpaper. You know, like I that wouldn't feel good. And I don't think so either. But you never know. Maybe made maybe maybe People made are eating, different. Maybe made eating easier because of the fact that like you had like you know it's like you know like if you like in an industry they use diamond you know diamond tip saw blades and diamond tip you know cutting bits and things like that maybe like he could just gnaw through like you know he'd ribs he'd eat the whole rib he'd just you know eat the whole rib you know just you know eat the rib and everything not just the meat the rib though everything don't you think no <laughs> anyway i i i want to know if he really does that yodel thing, if that's like if that's like some kind of effect, is that like some kind of plug-in they use? Like you know, like uh, you know, all the different effects they can use, like that. What's auto tune? You know what I mean? He's like, I like you, I do. You know, he has that he has that yodel kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I I don't know if I do, Brad. He's got the yodel thing. You've never heard the yodel thing with him? He doesn't yodel. He's got that like vibrato, that really quick vibrato yeah. thing. Yodel I like you, you, I do. Everybody wants it. I like you. I do. I can't do it like he can do it. Matter of fact, oh. you know, every time I hear him, you know what he reminds me of? Who? He reminds me of. <laughs> it reminds me of this song. Oh, vomit. <laughs> Stop it. And 
then brush me down. She's got that yodel thing going on, too. that you know the words by heart. (laughs) Stop it. You weren't around. And then brush me down. (laughs) I'm just shaking my head. I was the cool mom because I knew all the words ice, ice, baby. And you're the cool dad because you could brush a horse down. Or a pony. And you came around. I didn't let her feed you. And then brush me down. <laughs> Brad? What, Jelly? Are, are you drunk? No. Why? Just curious. Can Is I have, like against the rules? Can I have some fun sometimes? You, know? you have fun all the time. <laughs> See, this, once again... I save money with this show because I don't have to go to a, a psychiatrist or a therapist. I just talk for two hours in the air with Shelly, and I get all my frustrations out. I get all my weirdness out. I could be laying on a couch right now and say, hey, Doc, I, I got this I got this strange thing in my mind about, about, this, about this, kid's, this kid's song. And the doc, you know, the psychiatrist would say, yes, tell me more. Well, the song goes like this. And then brush me down. Oh, Doc, what are you doing? I'm calling 911. We need a gurney stat. Yes, we're going to strap you down, but you're not going to the ER. You're going somewhere else. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay, one more thing. Okay. And I, I didn't, I didn't tell you this. I should have told you this a couple weeks ago. Remember, I said I was going to the to the paint store and I was going to find out because I wasn't white. I'm not a white guy. Yeah. And, and I went to the paint store. I swear to God, it's been sitting here right in front of me for a couple weeks. Okay, I have it right here. I put it up to my arm, and I matter of fact, if you want, I'll send you a picture of this. I put, I looked, I took my arm, and I went to all the different paint chips, and I go, nope, 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 that's not a match. Okay, I have a match. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I am, according to this, I am OS4-6, and I don't know what this means. It's also known as S210-6D, Okay. And the name of my color of my skin, you're not going to believe me when I tell you this. I can send you a picture of this, and I can hold it up to my arm, and I'm telling you, I'm not a white guy. You know what the name of this color is? No. If I gave you 10 million guesses, you'd never come up with this. Because it almost sounds, because honest to God, I'm looking at all these little paint swatches, and the, and the, you know, the things, the, the, you know, the, the color information is in little tiny letters. So I had, it really is. It's so irritating. Right. I had no idea what, what it said. So I, yeah. you know, I'm looking at my arm. I go, okay, okay, that's it. That's the match right there. Cinnamon Crunch. <laughs> but you took it of your arm. But that's You need my, to take it of your face. But that's the color of my arm. I'm Cinnamon Crunch. So don't call me white. Call me Cinnamon Crunch. Okay. <laughs> don't you don't dare. Yes, if you CC. call me white, if you call me a white guy, then's fighting words. Just call me Cinnamon Crunch. <laughs>
Now, the only problem with that is it's a cereal, too. You know, like, it's like, what is that? Like, is it like, who? who is it? Is it, is it like Captain? Cinnamon Crows. Um, cinnamon. I think here it's actually it's. I think that's actually the name of a cereal, Cinnamon Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Hold on a minute. Somebody's texting me. They're telling me what, what it is. Okay. Yeah. It's yes. It's the name of a cereal. <laughs> yep. It's the name of a cereal. <laughs> yeah. Take a bite of me in the morning. Yes. I'm your morning guy. I'm Cinnamon Crunch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Be something to be proud the, of. the reason I bring this up is uh-huh. I am so sick and tired of having people call me a racist and call me a white supremacist. I'm neither. First off, I'm not people white. Say that to you. I'm cinnamon crunch. Okay. Why, why would they do that? Well, in general, if you know, like, if, here's the here's another crazy crazy story. Okay, do you know who Gazelle? I guess that's how you pronounce it. G I S E L L Gazelle Fetterman. You know who she is? I do. She's the wife of Pennsylvania Senate candidate, and he's currently the Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. He's the guy that had the stroke. He's the guy that looks like some kind of a. He sure did marry up. Um, yeah, she's an attractive woman. He's not, which he's not a woman, but he's not a very attractive dude. Okay, and uh, and once again, he's the guy that had the stroke, and they had the debate last week with Dr. Oz. Yada 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 yada. Okay, she now. She's get she's got upset. This story is about two things happened. She's now upset because people are calling her the de facto candidate because after the debate, her husband no longer talks. Do you know this story? No. He no longer talks. She talks for him. When people come to interview, who's the one in in, in office? Well, he's currently the lieutenant governor. He's running for U.S. Senate, and he's running against Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Okay, this was the and this is the, this it, is the gentleman that had the stroke. Exactly. This is his wife. Oh, okay. okay, so that's why she's talking for him. Right. She's now. Yeah, she gets mad because people are call, calling him the de facto, calling her the de facto candidate, and because of the fact that now when she goes to press conferences, and they talked about this, that when President uh, Biden was in Pennsylvania last week. He didn't talk. She did. She was, you know, saying, well, my husband, John, blah, 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 blah. Okay. She come out. She came out. This is the other day. She came out, and this is what, this is what, this is her quote. Okay. Ready for this? Yeah. Swimming in America is very racist. Okay. <laughs> Once again, her I'm quote. I'm sorry. I don't get it. Swimming in America is very racist. Okay. Again. <laughs> what? Okay. This is what she was talking about. Her husband, who is the current lieutenant governor, John Fetterman, the guy who looks like some character out of a Marvel comic book movie. Hey, you, you know, need movies. to stop that right now. What? That he looks like a Marvel comic book character? Yes. He does. He looks like, he looks, either that he looks like somebody in WWE. He looks like, and no, from Pennsylvania, it's the Fetterman. He comes out and you know, bonk, bonk. He's stomping on people's heads and things like that. Okay. Anyway, this is the story. They, they live, or at least they're supposed to live in the Lieutenant Governor's mansion in Pennsylvania. And she doesn't want to live there because it's too fancy schmancy. But what she wants to do is... The lieutenant governor's mansion has a swimming pool, and she wants to open up the swimming pool only to black kids to teach them how to swim because swimming is racist because black kids don't know how to swim. 
White kids know how to swim because their parents take them to the swimming pool to learn how to swim. Black kids don't know how to swim. I'm going like. Do you think that's true? I'm going like. I'm going. What is she talking about? I know lots of black people who swim. Matter of fact, the last time I was at Raging Rivers, there was lots of black people in the pools. You know what I mean? I'm going like. I don't get it. You know, and she and 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 to the point where and her whole thing, she goes like, "Well, look at the Olympics. There, there aren't any black swimmers. And look at look at like look at this. No, no black. I'm going like. What in the world is she talking about? So, because. They don't live in the mansion. She wants to essentially open up the swimming pool only to black kids, and they would teach them how to swim because that way it's, it's being anti-racist because we need to kid, teach black kids how to swim. I don't get it. I'm going like, I mean, if you go to like community centers and things like that, if you go to the YMCA in, in Richie Richville out in Chesterfield, and if you go to the YMCA in downtown St. Louis, they got swimming pools, right? Don't all YMCA's have like a swimming pool? Isn't it like a, a like a requirement to have a YMCA swimming pool? I know they got one in Washmo. I know they got one in, in isn't there one out there in St. Charles? A, a pool? Yeah, at the, at the YMCA place in, in O'Fallon. Yeah, there's one over in O'Fallon. It's that's, inside. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, when, once again, the YMCA is not like Richie Richville. You don't you don't have to show up in a you know in but a. But it's clean. In a Mercedes. People are lovely. But, They're not grumpy. But once again, it's to the point where it's like, okay, I don't get it. She's claiming that, that black people are discriminated against. Swim- I'm going, I don't, I don't understand. Does that make any sense at all to you? That would be um, like that would be like saying Italian people don't know how to eat hamburgers because all they know how to eat Italian food. Well, there is a large contingency <laughs> of black folks that don't know how to swim. Yeah, but there's He's a... correct. But there's a bunch of white people that don't. I don't. I'm not a swimmer. I look, tried to learn how to swim. I'm a terrible swimmer. If if you threw me in a in a deep pool of water, I'd die. I I drowned. I I'm gone. You know. I took swimming lessons when I was a kid. I was bad at it. I'm. You know. Once again, I can't swim. So you agree with her? You say that 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 is that that the swimming in America. I don't regret. I don't agree with him about the whole um, racial thing. But I I well, do. Well, no, not not him. That. It's, it's her. There are more black folks that know that don't know how to swim than there are that do. Okay, I don't. Depending on where you go to school at. Once again, don't call me a a, a, a white a white supremacist or a racist. I am. I've never called you that. I am Mr. Cinnamon Crunch. <laughs> Cinnamon Crunch to you, babe. I'm gonna send you a picture of Cinnamon Crunch in my arm, and you tell me if that's not a match, okay? Okay. I'm gonna do it during this break. And okay. you're probably thinking, well, aren't you in the same room? No. I'm in Yugoslavia, and Shelly's in St. Peter's. Yeah. That's how we do the show. He's not supposed to tell people I'm not, where he's I'm not at. supposed to people tell where I'm at because of the oh, fact that— Way to go, Brad. The, Yugo, the Yugoslavian government will come and get me. 746. It is BS.show. Shelly, did you get the picture? Um, I haven't looked. At, I had my phone on silent. I'm sorry. Look at the picture. Tell me if I'm not Cinnamon Crunch. Okay, that's my that's my my paint chip color that I put up to my arm. Tell me I'm not cinnamon crunch. Boy, this is exciting radio, isn't it? I'm sorry, I, I thought I was talking to my turn the pot down, but you're not that dark. It's a perfect match. No, it's not. I'm cinnamon crunch. You're not cinnamon crunch. I look at it, I see the exact same color. My skin and the and the thing. It's it's I'm cinnamon crunch. 
You say not? No. You're lighter than that. So I'm not, you're saying I'm not Cinnamon Crunch? No. Okay. You're lighter than that. So I got to go, but maybe my, my tan's fading because it's getting to be that time of the year. You know what I'm saying? What I did you this, think? I did this a couple weeks ago when I was still tanned, right? Um, I don't know. Okay, here's a weird story. The smartest woman in the world sent me this. Okay, the, 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 ready for this? The headline is. Are you ready for this? Florida motorist stranded in canal near alligator is rescued after paraglider's emergency landing. You're going. Really? Yeah. Okay. A Florida motorist who was clinging to the top of her vehicle in a canal was rescued from the water after a paraglider made an emergency landing over the weekend. Cristiano Paquette, a real estate broker in the Miami area, was piloting his paramotor-powered glider Sunday when he descended to get a better look at an alligator he had spotted from the air near Homestead. He noticed the motors on the roof of her mostly submerged vehicle and decided to land. The lady's on her car in in the water, and there's an alligator going after her. The commotion the aircraft made as it buzzed about the, above the swamp-like waters and landed in the nearby field drew the attention of the neighbor who threw the motorist a rope. A camera mounted to the paraglider recorded the motorist using the rope to get to safety with Paquette offering some guidance. Quote, we landed between power lines on even terrain, Paquette told NBC Miami. It was a terrible landing situation. For some reason, I was calm and I landed. After he got clo- as close as he could to the woman, Paquette shouted, we need help. Oh, my God, the woman shouted, I fell with my car in here. The motorist was rushed to a hospital for treatment of unspecified injuries. Miami-Dade Fire Rescue Department said her identity and condition were unavailable. It's not clear how her vehicle ended up in the water. Miami-Dade first, provide, first responders were called to the canal in the 2020-400 block of Southwest 192nd Street, 8.35 a.m. Sunday, Department Spokesman Andrea Rodanchakanko said by email, the area is along the southeast corner of the Greater Miami and borders Everglades National Park. As a precaution, Miami-Dade Fire Rescue Diver checked the area of the canal near the submerged vehicle for additional victims and found none, the spokesperson said. Officials said more information is likely as an investigation is underway. And the guy's got the, he's got a GoPro on his helmet. First off, you see him land, which is sort of bizarre. He lands his paraglider, you know, and then, and then they show, they actually show the video. They show him, they're pulling this lady out of the swamp. Is this bizarre? What, how did her car get in the swamp? She probably drove off an embankment. You know what? She probably had driver's ed with Richard Salinardi. That's probably what happened. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> my driver's ed teacher probably taught her how to drive. This is so bizarre. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. <sighs> you know, there's some things that you read about and you go, how in the world did a lady's car end up in the swamp? And how, you know, and it's an alligator trying to attack her. And a paraglider flies over and sees it, and he comes to the rescue. What are the odds of that happening? You know, I mean. I it's mean, a god wing. Well, I guess it is. It's the man upstairs Absolutely looking down on people. You know, the, the man upstairs. Look, okay, now, <laughs> here's another one. You ready for this? Jerry Jones, who is the, the uh, owner of the Dallas Cowboys. He is going to be fined by the NFL for his Halloween costume. Okay. What was it? Okay, ready for this? Let me re- yeah. let me let me let me repeat myself. Jerry Jones, the owner of the NFL's Dallas Cowboys, is going to be fined by the NFL for his Halloween costume. Okay. Now it refers to 
Billion, here's the start of the story. Billionaire Jerry Jones' wallet could become slightly lighter if the NFL decides to fine him for his Halloween costume. The longtime owner of the Dallas Cowboys dressed up as, guess what? A cheerleader. A blind referee. <laughs> wow. He dressed up as a blind referee. Sensitivity training for that dude. <laughs> And, and the story well, goes on. Well, it's probably, you know, because of this, the statement, ref, are you blind? Okay. The costume featured Jones in a striped referee shirt, sunglasses, and a walking stick. The photo of Jones in the outfit was posted to his niece's social media account. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had the cane and everything, Jones told Sports Illustrated Sunday in, in reference to the outfit. And I used it on some people, too. Jones seems to not take the costume seriously, but coaches and team officials are prohibited by the NFL from criticizing referees. A leaked memo from 2019 addresses potential penalties for further following. Quote, comments regarding the quality of officiating, individual calls or missed calls, the league's officiating department, an officiating crew, or an individual game's officials accusing game officials of acting with bias or any way questioning the integrity of the NFL game officials are posting negative or derogatory demeaning content pertaining to officiating on social media. So in other words, by him posting a picture, and oh, here's the picture. He's he's with, I think that's his wife, and I think this is his niece. And there's another woman who looks like she's dressed at some as some crazy, some crazy like something from the crypt or something like that. And he's got he's got the whistle around his neck, and he's got the striped shirt, and he's wearing sunglasses, sunglasses and he's got the cane in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL has often been nicknamed as the No Fun League, mostly due to its history of enforcing restrictions, even in cases which many have argued a more loose approach should have been taken. Uh, 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 Jones' son, who serves as the Cowboys CEO and executive vice president, wants the league to show a sense of humor. Quote, they have a very difficult job in real time, Stephen Jones told the KNC Masterpiece Monday. I do think they understand you can have some humor with this stuff, but I can't imagine they don't think there's something, nothing but respect when it comes for the Cowboys organization in terms of how difficult their job is and what a good job they do. Boy, his son has got the political correct speak going on, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yep. they're definitely. Otherwise, the defecation was going to contact the rotary right. oscillator. They do a really tough job, and we have nothing but respect for them from the Dallas Cowboys, and we would never do anything, including my father dressing up as a blind referee. We would never do anything to make fun of the referees. <laughs> Unbelieve. <laughs> Can you believe that? Um, the, the, the NFL has not made an official statement, but supposedly they're going to come out and they're going to fine him. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> the no fun league. Remember after the, the, the Rams used to be here in St. Louis, after they, ran, they won, uh, you know, the, the, what is it, the 1999 season where they won the Super Bowl, and remember they did the, what was it, the shuck and jive, or what was the thing they did in the end zone? They called it something um, the, like that. It was the God Squad, and and no, what they did was. No, wasn't was called the bump and grind, or I can't remember what it was. No, something in the end zone. It was like the the White and Castle, and or it was like you know something like that where they did the they did like the, the you know the number one they did four White Castles, a French fry, and a soda in the end zone kind of stuff, and they pulled out a sharpie and they signed people's people's foreheads and stuff like that. Don't you remember that? Uh-huh. Then they got in trouble for that. You can't do that anymore. You can't do celebration. That you, doesn't surprise you. You can't celebrate that you've just got scored a touchdown. Oh, man, that's not, that's not allowed in the NFL. Okay, we got to go. Got to go. Say goodbye, Shelly. Goodbye, Shelly. Have a great day. 
Peace, I fly, and happy hump day. Yeah. This is Cinnamon Crunch signing off. <laughs> Cinnamon Crunch. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.